Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. June 22nd, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. We hope you're having a great start to your day. We appreciate you tuning in and listening and hanging out with us. It was a from a game and playing standpoint pretty quiet monday from a news standpoint not so much we've got plenty to talk about on today's show thanks for being here nick roush how the heck are you i'm doing well just uh, uh i'm about to head on vacation and i've got the oh god where did i forget to per- pack vibes going right now so uh excited uh taking is this be baby's longest road trip? So, you know, uh, just let, let's hope for a good day. Exploring the magical and majestic beaches of northern Indiana. Doesn't get better than that. God, I, I say one thing nice about Jeffersonville, and now I'm going to go spend a week in Indiana. But before you know it, I'm going to be walking around wearing, wearing candy cane pants, whistling to Michael Jackson. You might already be an honorary Hoosier, Nick. And John Cougar Mellon Camp. Gosh, uh, man, I don't like this. It's it's a very slippery slope, you know. I feel like I've had the gateway drug of Jeffersonville, and now I'm on the hard stuff. So, Lord help me, Lord help me. And little a uh, little vacation for Roush. So, uh, we'll the show will go on, but that's exciting. Always makes the week a little bit more fun when you got something like that to look forward to so that's good justin how was your monday uh it was good i uh bartended made a little bit of money so life is pretty good not bad all right so it sounds like uh it sounds like the krc crew had themselves a nice start to the week text into the show it's the best way to get in touch with the show you text in we read it on the text line 502-414-1450 we've got dozens from yesterday and last night from the podcast listeners uh Thank you for those that listen to the podcast, and also you should thank yourself. You don't have to deal with some of the stream issues that we have from time to time, but it's a new day. Our fingers are crossed, and we're helping, and we're hoping that it all works out and it makes it through the show stream issue free. So apparently the streaming uh, program we were using needed an update, so it was updated yesterday, should be good to go today. Like you said, fingers crossed. Knock Ra- on wood. Yeah. Roush, that would be like a huge big export exports radio thing. We go like a year with the stream kind of kicking us on and off, and it turns out we just needed to click uh, the install update button. <laughs> We've been hitting just ignore or yeah, yeah, tomorrow yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Remind me in twelve hours. Yeah, that, that's uh, oh, that's great. That that, that's great. yeah, that's big exports radio. But that's good. Good to hear, Justin. Appreciate you looking into it, doing what you got to do to make it work. All right, Roush. I guess the news from yesterday. Generally, we like to kind of come in, uh, touch base, just kind of some general 
conversation before we get knee deep into sports. Let people wake up a little bit, yeah. if you will. But we'll get into the news of yesterday because I'm sure we'll be talking about it throughout the show. But the Supreme Court, the NCAA, that evil, evil Brett Kavanaugh, uh, he, he had some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody was talking about it yesterday. So, Roush, I'll open it up to you first and then swing it your way, Justin. But what what'd you make of the NCAA, the Supreme Court, that decision yesterday? I, I think most of the me- national media I saw had the right take on it of, like, this in itself ain't a big deal, but what this means that could be the big deal. And that's where I fall in line with it. Roush, what about you? Yeah, yeah. I also fall in line with the part that I don't pretend to be an expert on it. (laughs) Um, I mean, especially when it comes to Supreme Court legalese, you know, I can, I'd like to think that I could procedurally get my way around a, a lower court, circuit court type level stuff. But the, the type of language that they use sometimes in the Supreme Court things, I don't get. Now, the the one paragraph from Kavanaugh's concurrence, like it doesn't take an idiot to see them smack them down by saying the NCAA is not above the law. Now, uh, I do understand that they're not going to uh, rip up the NCAA's code of conduct or whatever their, their, their laws are, but... There's definitely a sense that, hey, this kind of precedent that you've set with amateurism that started back in, I don't know, like the 30s or something like that, that's not going to fly anymore. Uh, And this is kind of the first piece of news that's going to force their hand, Uh, even though this probably could have been easier done, I don't know if they just did it their own five years ago, but instead they've been fighting it. Finally, the Supreme court was like, okay, like you, you, you have public opinions kind of against you. You have the legislative body against you. All right. Now the judges are saying, guys, seriously, what are you doing right now? This amateurism thing, you can't make this your model and, and expect and make billions of dollars and expect us just to be okay with it. So it, it's the first step I think of what will be, a big change, how big of that change is and what exactly that looks like. I don't know. And I don't know a timetable either, but I would imagine that we're not going to see impractical from a practical purpose. We're, we're probably not going to see that for a couple of years. I would imagine. Justin, anything you want to add to that? Or are you, did you read any articles on this yesterday? Yes or no. And be honest. I, with us. I, I briefly read one um, when it first came out, I saw the breaking news on the ESPN website. So I read into it. It just seems to me like the NCAA is just losing all power here. Um, if they try to fight it, it's just going to lead to nothing but lawsuits. This is honestly something I'm surprised wasn't done already. But then if you think about the history of this, it seems like it's been going on for forever with trying to get this turned over where athletes and college can get paid. But yeah, but, uh, I, I almost wasn't surprised by it yesterday because it seemingly for so long has seemed like it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not taking, uh, I'm not, I'm certainly not taking shots at you all. I think you all have the general take of what yesterday was the NCAA, I think that that's kind of the headline takes both that you all had. Mm-hmm. Simply yesterday, the U.S. Supreme Court decided that uh, the NCAA can't prohibit blocking schools from providing student-athletes with educated-related expenses, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. internships, 
uh, academic awards, which is so silly, and uh, laptops. Yeah, like, laptops. Laptops, yeah, yeah which lap- I thought that was funny. <laughs> laptops was specifically mentioned. Like, so this is not really that big of a deal. This is the Supreme Court saying, are you kidding me, NCAA? You're not letting these people, like, the school can provide their student-athlete with a laptop and not have to write to the NCAA about where the expense came from and if it's part of the normal curriculum and all that sort of garbage, if you will. The hilarious part about so to that in its own right, not that huge of a deal. Right, now, right. It's like, more of like get the, the ball rolling the, the precedent like, factor. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And they're going to be able to, and they're going to be able to trace back to this one too. Right, uh, and, and you'll and you'll see a lot of that. You'll see NCAA versus Alston. Alston said that you know blah blah blah, and it'll be a slippery slope, if you will, or it will be the beginning of the end of. In civil athletics as we know it. That is true. So when you hear people kind of paint it with a broad stroke, that's not necessarily what happened yesterday, but it is easy to understand why one may think it's heading in that direction. But the most hilarious part about this, Roush, mm-hmm. and normally, you, you know, you, you've heard it, you've done, you've, we've talked long enough where you've heard me say this no fewer than two dozen times, but uh, I'm an NCAA apologist from time to time. But the most hilarious part about this, Roush, is this would be like the dork in school going up to the teacher and saying, "You didn't collect the homework. You, uh, you got to. I spent all day on this. You got to collect the homework." And that was the NCAA going to the teacher, which is the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court, the teacher coming back and saying, "You know what? Actually, we need to stuff you in the locker, dork. You're in the wrong here, not everybody else." The NCAA went to the Supreme Court for help, and the Supreme Court said, "Nine zero." You ain't getting no help here, you idiots. <laughs> like that—that's the most embarrassing part yeah, about this. Yeah. Is the NCAA went to the higher courts and went to the politicians for help, and we all can laugh and rightfully so and make fun of politicians across the board, and they're useless. But it was funny that they all just almost collectively, politicians and the highest court, collectively dunked on the NCAA and said, "You came here for help? Wrong spot, pal. Like you all are, you all need to change some things." And Listen, oh, they spent a lot doing that too, Terry. Like oh, millions spent, of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a, a lot of money. And I still disagree with some of the stuff that Kavanaugh said. I've disagreed with Cory Booker uh, several times throughout his, his involvement in the Senate with some of this stuff. I disagree with some of the stuff they say. And quite frankly, I think I know more than what they know about the NCAA in some of these regards. But, Roush, there is no denying that something as stupid as this in the Alston versus NCAA case, stuff the NCAA should have worked on long ago. And the people that say the NCAA hasn't done anything, it's just continually dragged its feet and it's never worked to make any changes. That's not true. They've done stipends. They've done cost of living. They've made small changes. But the issue is, Roush, the involvement and how difficult they were dragging their feet and their changes, it was easy to wonder, when are we going to get to this? When are we going to get to that? We can't act or we can't allow the NCAA to act on their own because they are a tortoise. They move way too slow mm-hmm. for this stuff. And then you see what happens when collectively student athletes, schools, and then you know even politicians to some degree in states, when they get moving and they get to working – Things can be done. So whining about it for 15 years, it fell on deaf ears with the NCAA. They weren't going to do much to make changes. It took them way too long to react when they needed to. And now they're just now everything seems to kind of be hanging in the balance of 
NCAA, you had the chance to shape and form your organization in a way that worked and held hands with the people that make you who you are. You had a chance to work side by side with them. You refused to. And now they kind of seem a little helpless in terms of what your organization organization's even going to look like right. when when the highest <laughs> courts are done with it. Because this won't be the last, as Justin mentioned. Yeah, yeah. That's the 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 I don't know if funny part of this is, but you could have done this under your own terms, but they were so stubborn that other folks are having to force their hand and now it's out of their control. So it's really dumb from that perspective. But it, it's also dumb because the timing of it. So remember we were we were joking about the transfer rule. We were kind of hoping they would just keep kicking the can down the road, right? Like, let's let's pass a waiver and let's just make this go on for another year. Sarcastically, that's what we wanted. But we, we're, we're pretty funny people. So that's, that's normal. Yes, we yeah, did. Very good jokes uh, on our parts. But they did that with nil in January. They were going to actually pass the nil stuff in January. To at least give them some sort of a buffer zone to maybe tweak the rules if they needed or anything like that before state laws went into effect July 1 in different uh, places across the country. Well, part of what that, that, that decision said, it essentially is going to make sure that you cannot cap nil benefits. Like that, that's kind of the, the next step that, smart people are taking like well if you that's kind of what they're saying the precedent will be so now after kicking the can down the road on nil for six months the plan all along was to just put it into law like days before uh like days before that law happens well now that this 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 decision has happened they're like crap the nil rule that we have drafted that we were going to all vote on that we had all agreed on was good now we can't even really use it so ross dellinger last night reported that uh half of the 10 i think they're up to six five or six of the 10 conference commissioners that make this decision are like all right we got to go to an alternative plan to because this would just not work whatever we have drafted would not work so the alternative plan if uh, uh, like, oh, I want to read this quote too. In hindsight, I'm saying, bleep, why didn't we act on this in January? <laughs> We've done it to ourselves. Everybody has their own agenda. If we come out of this without doing anything, we are dysfunctional. And the the their goal now between these ten uh, people, uh, they need they need a majority, I believe, is instead of doing this nil proposal that they've had the whole time. The new plan, they're just saying, all right, actually, we are exempt from doing nil. We are washing our hands from it. Schools of states that have a nil law, you can you can follow that law without penalty. In schools located in states without a statute are granted permission to each create and administer their own nil policy as long as they use two guiding pr- principles. No pay for play or recruiting inducements, which... <laughs> so first things first in that oh uh, why you know why like why yeah I, I think well you, i know you're doing the first things first but we all know where this is heading right like where it's gonna end up you, you're not gonna be able to restrict it, it no no gonna, it, you're just not gonna be able to restrict it i mean no and, pay for play yeah 
you okay you can may not directly pay them for play but you can pay for play like and no recruiting inducements do you think that they're not going to tell the kids what they can do once they get to campus this is oh it's hilariously dumb but also it actually might be a good thing now that kentucky doesn't have any sort of law that they have to follow they can just do whatever the hell they want yeah i think it was georgia tech and I know Oklahoma did, but I think they had just a local car dealership come and put all these badass cars in the end zone. Oh, Oklahoma Winter- did it. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma did it too, but Georgia Tech did something similar. Georgia Tech folks felt like Oklahoma was copying off them, but I don't know exactly what Georgia Tech did because I didn't see the pictures of it. But I do know that Oklahoma did it, and it was sweet. Like, you're telling me that's not recruiting – like, that's not telling recruits that, like <laughs> – you know, it like it, it, we all know where this is going to end up, Justin. It's going to end up in like, hey, once you're 18 years old and hell, before you're 18, as long as your parents sign off for it, you can start making money. If, if, if a if a if a car dealership in Lexington thinks you're worth X amount of money, there ain't no there. There's not going to be a cap on it. And you're not going to have to give back to the school, and you're not going to have to. Do- you're not going to have to share with other student athletes. It, 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 and maybe this isn't where we're going to be day one in August or September or July when all this goes into effect and the ball is rolling fully. But we'll get there sooner than later. It, it's just going to be college sports will be, with the exception of stu- schools directly paying players' salaries, it will be professional sports in the sense of go make as much money as you want. You'll be eligible as long as you got four years of academic. And that's that's honestly my, like, save that for a Wednesday conversation, is will we ever get to a point where, like, school, you know, where you'll have the national media and you'll have schools say, why do the kids even have to be academically eligible? As long as they're just taking part-time classes, who really cares? You know, at the end of the day, they're athletes. They're there to play their sport. I do wonder what all this will mean from an academic standpoint, but we won't know that till the dust settles on all this, and we still got a lot to go, Justin. Well, and I'm glad you brought up uh, sharing with other athletes because we brought that up a couple weeks ago discussing these nil rights, and I do believe that the most successful programs are going to be the ones that pull all that money together. I mean, it's just going to create – it's going to create so much animosity when you've got, say, I don't know, Isaiah Jackson on Kentucky's campus making 2000 a month or whatever it is. Then you've got some swimmer making six cents a month. You know what I mean? So I think the most successful programs are going to be the ones that pull that money together and distribute it evenly. Whether that happens or not, I have no idea. But that's that's what I would like to see happen. See, in uh... – Terry, I know that I'm probably going to be called a socialist or something on the text line for wanting more state championships and blah, 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 blah. But I, I really don't think that, uh, like, in, Justin, I don't I don't think that it's necessary because you you deal with haves oh, and haves it, nots not. now. You know, like Benny Snell obviously got different treatment than Joe defensive tackle that was third string kind of deal. So – uh, while there's going to obviously be disparities in how much money people are pulling in, uh, I, I even think that the the Olympic sports, I think some of those will end up doing better than some of the guys who are on the football team but aren't playing necessarily, you know? It- yeah, I, here's one thing that I kind of just want to talk about and get your all thoughts on, see, see what you all think about it. Because a lot of people think, even like – you know, Pete, Th- not Pete Thamel, but Dan Wetzel, for example, who's kind of been all over this. He's not 
this opinion of his, I haven't seen necessarily every national media member have a similar thought on, but they do think that like this is going to probably hurt some some non-revenue sports. I don't really get why. Like, is it because instead of Toyota sponsoring UK and saying, hey, UK, we're going to give you half a million dollars if you put our name on the side of the banner at Memorial Coliseum. How does that sound? Instead, Toyota may say, UK, sorry, we're not giving you that money. We're just going to go ahead and give it to Davion Mintz if you're okay with that. And, well, and UK will say, well, no, we're not. And they'll say, well, it's our money. We're going to actually spend it how we want. Is that why people think these non-revenue sports are going to get damaged? I don't – like, I don't get why, A, if A equals nil, that B must mean non-revenue sports are going well, to be punished. I don't get I don't get the correlation yeah. here. And, Terry, I think it's the same folks who don't want an NBA team in town. They always think there's not enough money. That we can't, uh, there's not, you know, there's not enough local businesses to support it, but there's no proof of that. There's no proof of that at all. And I honestly think that if it's going to hurt anybody, it would be your local TV station more than anything. It's going to hurt people who otherwise get advertising bucks. And But, but I would say to that, though, that like now you could have Davion Mintz advertise on WOKY. Like, you know, he could be in a car commercial. I know that, and, and that's not, WOKY is not seeing the profit from that, except in the fact that maybe there's going to be, yeah, yeah, maybe there's going to be more advertising. Maybe there's going to, so I, I don't know. And, and you know what, with the the the, the non-revenue sports, I my guess of what would happen with all this is yeah you're gonna get so you're right roush that some olympic sport like instagram people that are famous mm-hmm. on instagram or something like that they're probably gonna roll into it but the 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 normal um you know the average student athlete probably won't see a big kickback so my guess of what happens with this is i think some of those non-revenue sports roush will go back in time to like you know not really even all that far back in time but to the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s where you know what your facilities probably just aren't going to – you better get comfortable where you're at because you probably ain't going to be getting as many upgrades. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Your, your, your equipment, you know, Nike's going to provide UK student-athletes with a lot of great equipment. You ain't you probably you ain't going to be getting new shoes every day maybe. And you may see some of these non-revenue sports go back in time a little bit where it kind of comes down to are you playing for the love of the sport or are you playing to you know you know are you wanting are you wanting something extra to do in college or would you rather just enjoy your college experience as a student athlete like i think your non-revenue sports are actually going to maybe feel as college athletics as maybe they've ever felt and then i think you you'll see your big wigs your football your basketball even college baseball in a lot of places those are going to feel more a lot more professional if you will but i don't think it has to be doom and gloom for the non-revenue sports for for smaller schools maybe just because you won't have as many scholarships but you know what then let people walk on and at that point you really do get back to the basics of the college model and i don't think that that's going to go away necessarily and from a very practical purpose, if you we're just use UK's campus for an, an example, those softball players they're going to they're going to do well, providing private instruction, coaching camps, uh, and you know maybe one of them has a pretty big endorsement or something elsewhere, but they're going to be making pretty good money uh, doing outside instruction around town. When it comes to track and field stuff like that. 
I don't know about from the camp standpoint, but Kentucky's track and field athletes are pretty popular nationally in that kind mm-hmm. of niche where there there can be national revenue streams elsewhere. <laughs> Who I really think, honestly, TJ, it probably hurts the most is the UK baseball team. Oh, good. It, just what we needed. When it comes in that pecking order, you know, because we're, who prioritizes them out of out of this whole deal? No, I mean, like they're at the bottom of the totem pole for a lot of this stuff. So, um, but you, you're, I, I think the the folks who are doom and gloom right away just are the ones who assume that there there's not enough money. And you know what? Maybe that's the case a few years from now. I definitely think that once nil hits, there's going to be a very big early surge of money and stuff like that going on that will eventually die back down that water is going yeah. to find its level eventually. But at first everybody's going to be paying for everything. It's just like, Oh, I can finally get um, Davion Mintz to, to uh, sponsor this. They're going to be paying for stuff that they don't need and won't do regularly just because it's going to be a new fancy toy to play with. Yeah, and you know it might continue after that, Nick. Too, but we're just we just won't hear about it. I mean, that'll die down once once the initial surge of this starts and you start seeing numbers and whatnot. I, I think that will continue, but it'll we just won't hear about it as much. It'll become normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I also agree with that. That like it, it's not you know people they're like I'm not even going to recognize it. No, you 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 will. Like it, it won't it won't look too much different. Ten states have not passed anything or not not passed or not introduced anything i should oh say. who would that be not kentucky oh yeah we did introduce one okay yeah wow, Shout out McGarvey. wow we did something but well you know, we didn't you know, actually do anything well we, we introduced it though something. we introduced it so we're not part of that 10 because indiana is second hoosiers yeah suck it, right. justin we, Although, got, we got sports betting it's all good Although, as Roush mentioned, though, like it may not be a bad thing to not have a bill passed right now because you can kind of go willy billy with it. Willy billy, I don't know willy billy. You can make kind of what you want, and these other red the 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 state. Well, they are technically red states too, but uh, they're the graph I'm looking at. They're literally in the color red. But the states that have passed it with the effective date of July first, Roush, they may feel a little bit more handcuffed to what they have, what they. What they agreed to, mm-hmm. right? Like so, Kentucky and Indiana, despite kind of snoozing a little bit, they may have had, you know they may end up being all right just just here, uh, coming up with kind of their own rule. You you feel like the power conferences would come together and say, "Hey, here's what so and so state has passed. It looks good to us. Do you all just want to universally pass this throughout the Power Five conferences?" Because they, now at this point, you just don't need NCAA's signature on this sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. You come up with it as you want. Right now, it's the wild, wild west. And I think states, schools, universities, conferences are trying to figure out how much can we work together or do we just need to save our own skin here? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering, too, it, it, what, what's the language they use here? That they can administer their own nil policy. So... it said schools within so i'm curious like i think if this was in place like if this was the policy moving forward then that means that kentucky and louisville could be doing two completely different things yeah but you're right though terry that i do think it'll ultimately come down to greg sankey making a decision for the sec uh whoever replaced swafford in the acc 
I, I yeah, it'll it'll ultimately be at the conference level where this will end up being governed instead of I think on a state by state legislative way. That, that's the other thing that gets weird too, because I know Georgia's not I think Georgia and Florida each have one. Mm-hmm. So man, that that I guess the SEC's gonna be like, all right, which one of these do we like? And you're just gonna have to suck it. Like that that's where it gets a little bit hairy. Yeah, suck it. Uh, well, this is just three guys talking and, Brit- and taking down the news that that came out yesterday and trying to make sense of it all and guessing how it's all going to shape out. Uh, we don't know for sure. As we mentioned, yesterday's decision doesn't mean a lot for what happens in July when you start seeing players be able to profit, make money, and still be eligible to play in their sport later that fall. Uh, It's not a huge deal, but it does get you talking. It does make you wonder where the future is, and it's got a lot of people confused trying to figure out what the next steps are because it is June 22nd. It will be July before you know it. Teams don't want to not have advantages that other schools do have, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still not panicked. It'll work out. You know, It's not like all of a sudden Kentucky and Louisville will just not be able to start landing recruits whatsoever, but everybody's just guessing here and trying trying to make sense of it all. So, we're doing the same here on Kentucky Roll Call. We've got a lot more to get to. Uh, I, I've got something I want to bring up when we come back from the break involving one Nick Roush. Ooh. So we'll do that when we return. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Ooh. Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. She's got to be somebody's baby. She's so fine. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. KRC with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We go 7 and 9 on Monday through Friday. And the best way to get in touch with the show is by texting in 502-414-1450. You send the text message into the show and we read it on the air. It's always a good time. You know, it's also a good time of shopping at Genesis Diamonds, especially when you don't have to put any money down and you're not going to pay interest for five years. Yes, you heard that right. You have until June 30th to take advantage of this deal. Right now, pick any item at Genesis, any, any of them. You don't have to put anything down, and you can spay, You can spread your payments over five years, not a dime. And interest. That's at Genesis Diamonds, and they mean anything, and they mean zero down, and they mean you're not paying any interest for five years. So basically, I want this really nice piece of jewelry. I don't want to go broke having to pay for it. Bada boom, bada bing. You get your payments spread over five years if you want it. You're not paying anything extra on it. You're still getting that piece of jewelry. Genesis Diamonds, they're the tops. That's why they can do things like this. That's why they can bring people in and not have to put a cent down. They're on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Check them out. All right. Roush, what's up? Walker, I'm, I, you have a bone to pick with me. What's what's the bone, sir? No, 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 no. I Far from it. Not not a oh. bone. 
Not a bone. Well, not a bone in the slightest, but I, I do need to bring up. It seemed like you were kind of in the Twitter news yesterday, if you will. Oh, what did I do yesterday? Well, you, you, you had the tweet about the U of L player with the offers. Yeah. People didn't like it. Really? They got mad at one of my tweets? I'm shocked. Did you write the article? What article? Oh, it's an article. Oh, I thought it was just the... I thought you were referring to the screenshot of the kid who committed to Louisville. And that screenshot of his... The, the schools that Louisville beat out to get him. Schools like Brown and Dartmouth and Yale. So great. Oh, sorry, UConn. Forgot about UConn. He actually didn't have an offer to UConn. So great job, Scott Satterfield. You're really, really showing off those recruiting chops. Did But did you write the article on KSR? Was there an article or was it just a Facebook no, post? It was No, it was just a Facebook post. I just posted the picture. All right, people didn't, li- people didn't like that. Oh, I did see one person say, I'd be proud if my son got an offer from blah, blah, blah. It's like, buddy, dude, we're not talking about going to school when we're talking about recruiting. Like, uh, you'd be proud if your kid got a full ride anywhere to college, you dingus. Like, of course. But this isn't real life. This is sports, okay? We're making fun of Louisville for being happy that they got somebody from Canada whose only other Power 5 offer was from Wake Forest. Pretty plain and simple. It's low-hanging fruit. I almost felt bad doing it because it was so easy. It's almost as bad as Kentucky. Actually, it's worse than Kentucky beating out Akron for recruits back in the Joker era because that's what this is. It's a joke. Some Kentucky fans said, I love making fun of Louisville, but this feels like a shot at the kid that he's not good enough, doesn't have a ton of offers. This they 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 <laughs> felt they said it felt a little personal towards the kid, not so much making I, fun of U of L. Yeah. Did did you see anywhere where I included the kid's name? No. I didn't put the kid's name anywhere. You just looked at the offer sheet. That's the type of quality of player that they're recruiting. So I guess, yeah, it's a little bit of a shot at the kid. But can we not just like, I don't know, laugh at Scott Satterfield for just recruiting kids and beating out the Ivy League to get them? And come on. For what it's worth, I I had no issue with it. I was surprised to see as many Kentucky fans be like, I like poking fun at U of L, but this this was a bit much. It's like this is <laughs> it's like this is where you draw the line. It's I guess such it's a just, dumb thing to draw the line. <laughs> I guess like I guess maybe if the if the point was like you know I I don't know I didn't have an issue with it whatsoever. I guess you could make a case that like the KSR Facebook page sending out a picture of it was over the top, but. It was, you know, who cares? Who, who, who really is getting so worked up about that? Uh, Scott Satterfield having a tough time recruiting to U of L, and while U of L could have an entire front line defense and offense that they beat out every Ivy League school for, those kids' parents should be really, really proud of them. U of L football fans would not be proud of most likely their play on the field, right? right? So, like, just because a kid has done a lot, worked hard. If I had a kid that got an offer from U of L or Wake Forest for any sport, I would be over the moon proud and excited. But you know what? If my kid wasn't very good and those schools were used to having really, really good kids, while I can be really excited, someday those fans may not be really excited because my kid may kind of stink and that won't be good news for these programs. Doesn't change my excitement level for my kid. But in the future, the I could understand maybe why, if the, my kid is not very good, 
while potentially some fans could be upset about that. We have no idea. Josh Allen wasn't a high-ranked recruit. This kid could end up being an NFL player, and Scott's Tots was the first to find him in yep. old Canada land. But most likely, uh, this is just a sign that U of L recruiting continues to fall, continues to struggle. And there are a group of U of L fans that see the writing on the wall with Scott Satterfield. Unfortunately, Roush, it's not enough of them yet. Although maybe that is fortunate enough because we don't want Scott Stotts going anywhere. Oh, no, no. Not when he's recruiting like this. But yeah, that's the thing about, I mean, if you think about, like, if I added the, if I was that kid's parent to everything that I did in my job, then I would be the biggest villain in the world. Like, that's just like the... It's, it's, it's the part of sports. Like, every one of these athletes that gets crap to some extent, they have parents. They're proud of their kids. But there's you can still – gosh, it's just – you know, you're never going to make everybody happy. <laughs> you, you can't make jokes that somebody getting out there. So, uh, it's silly. It's dumb. But whatever. If I had a kid go – yeah, then I'm going to have my kid get a college scholarship. It's going to be awesome. Okay. You're not going to, I don't care if you make fun of them. You know what, Terry? I, 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 I kind of laughed at that when I saw that, but now I'm slightly, slightly peed because you're, you're a little, such, you're, you're a little triggered because it's such a dumb perspective to have because you can add that to everything and think that KSR is too gone too far. Blah, 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 blah. Like you can do that about every single thing we do. There really every is. single thing. It really is funny where it's like, where do you, where do you draw the line? <laughs> it's just dumb. Man. It's like, you know what? That's, that is also, though, like the nature of our new bosses wanting us to have a big Facebook audience. So, like, I end up posting stuff like that and a lot more videos and junk like that. And it is astounding what the Facebook community picks up and what they don't. Because there there's sometimes where you think that it's going to be gold nothing happens and then other times that people just lose their minds and sometimes it's bad sometimes it's good really surprised that this one took off in that direction but hey as long as it's taken off then you know we're we're doing the right thing over at kentucky sports radio uh in my boss's eyes at least even if it's making your own fans upset how dare you poke fun at U of L's recruiting although it's also just like uk fans we've you know, U of L's had a bigger class, so their ranking actually was decent this past season. But like, we've made fun of U of L recruiting for years and years and years. Do you think that that's because they're bringing in guys with amazing offer? Like, I, I guess it's if you get like too much into the weeds of it or too specific of it, people can get worked up about it. I I was a little surprised to see it on the Facebook page. To see it on your Twitter, I just was like, man, Roush, just you stay battling, dude. I respect it. Yep, yep. I was waiting for another uh, sheriff response, but I think he's been, uh, he, he might have been deputized by now. Might have moved down a notch or two. Yeah, not. It's, it's impressive. I mean, to have people living in your mentions and the obsession, all that good stuff. <laughs> and another thing I wanted to bring up on your Twitter, you seemed a little cranky yesterday. You were mad at CBS Sports College Basketball. Oh, that was just like, this is so lame. Gary Parrish has written 14 different top 25s. It's June. Like, dude, can you not write anything different? 
<laughs> Seriously, we have how many months until the season? How many more times? You're gonna he's gonna have at least at this rate, he's gonna have at least top twenty-five, top twenty-fives. I was I was gonna say, what's the over/under on how many updates do we get before like the the official official tip-off? Uh, Kentucky moved down a spot. I don't know how, but they moved down a spot and cool. and update fourteen. So like I obviously I know how the content game works. You're whenever you do a top 25 like this from a national level, you're hoping that it trickles down to fan sites and the like for other school, like, like the schools in your top 25 and you want to get people talking, but this is just a prime example of uh, too much is too much. It's like the CBS is also, they have a farm system of NFL mock drafts. So before I did an NFL mock draft roundup, like a week before, this year's draft just to see where where they had all the uk guys cbs had published maybe two a day for like two weeks straight i mean none of them you can't get any traction if you have so many and that's what they're they're doing now with gary Parrish just making him pull overtime on his top 25s joe Lenardi doesn't even put out that many brackets i mean good grief chill out gary chill out yeah, Gary, why don't you just calm down? Yeah, Gary, uh, calm down! The NBA Draft Lottery is tonight, Justin Kalen. Do you know which team has the best odds at the number one pick? Oh, um, I'm going to go Rockets? No, that's not right. Yeah, is that, it? yeah that's, one, that's one of them. There we go, that's my answer. The what? Rockets have the, a 14% chance at the number one pick, 13 at number two, 13 at number three. The uh, Detroit Pistons have the exact same odds. So do the Magic. And so do the Magic as mm-hmm. well. Now, the Magic and Pistons have higher odds to get, like, the fifth pick. And I think the uh, the Magic are 36% chance to get the ninth pick, weirdly enough. Uh, this is an article from NBC Sports. But, you're, but uh, those are your three at the top. But Oklahoma City at 12%, not too far behind either. The Cavs at 12% as well. The Timberwolves at 9% to have back-to-back first-round picks. The the Raptors at 8%. So uh, there's some drama going in tonight of who's oh. going to get the number one pick. And, and here's what's cool, TJ, is if the Rockets I, – I, I believe if the Rockets don't get the number one pick, if they fall to fifth, then it goes to Oklahoma City. So the Thunder could have two top five picks, but the Rockets have it protected first or fourth. So it's one of those, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And that might be the case in Houston. And do you know who's going to be uh, repping the Thunder to try to uh, to try to pull off a little bit of magic? I do. A, a, a great name in UK athletics, a great UK athlete, and somebody that's had a awesome, awesome professional career wearing different hats as well. Nazi Muhammad. Yeah. Love some good. Awesome. Uh, oh, well, Nazar, who, uh, UK Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Let me read this article real quick. Um, the Rockets keep their first rounder only if it lands in the top four, which is a 52% chance. Otherwise, they'll swap the number five. Five pick they can't do any worse than the five pick to the thunder for the number 18 pick the Man, so it could be a big night a, for the thunder that's a 50 percent chance i mean that's a coin flip <laughs> yeah i mean Crazy. serious drama very exciting the timberwolves keep 
keep their first rounder only if it lands in the top three, which is only a 28% chance. Otherwise, they will send it to the Warriors. So that's, uh, you know, big night for Golden State potentially as well. I mean, that's just the Minnesota, which I know they've got some new ownership, but it's just been like we love Carl Anthony Towns to death, but obviously he he can't get it done by himself. Uh, very few players in the NBA can, for what it's worth. Donovan Mitchell can't even get it done by himself, and that's and that's okay. But Carl uh, Anthony Towns can't. They've been bad for several years now. It doesn't look good. Just imagine if they have a chance to get the number one pick. You go in tonight thinking like, hey, it's not impossible. We've got a nine percent chance but then realize that you also have a 73% chance that you don't have a first-round pick altogether. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> it really like, is. You go in like, I may have number one, but a 73% chance I'm not going to have a pick. That, that I mean, it's nuts. The Bulls will keep their only uh, – their their first round pick if it lands in the top four otherwise that goes to the magic so it's another big night for orlando as well so nba draft lottery justin kalen your team gets the number one pick who you taking this year oh um probably jalen suggs oh man Eh, wrong answer I'd, 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 i'd honestly have to look at the list but I'd go okay. going, off, going off the top of my head, I'd have to go Suggs. My my one of my best friends, who's a huge NBA fan, Justin. He he agrees with you on Suggs. Uh, I agree with Roush on Cunningham. I just I'm feel like if Cunningham turns into the player, I think he's going to turn in. And you didn't take him number one. You're going to feel awfully silly. That dude's that dude's a, a triple double machine in the NBA for years and years and years to come. Yeah, he's like Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons wasn't afraid to shoot layups, you know. Oh man, Ben. Simmons, hey, don't worry. The, don't worry. They have a plan for him, Roush. Oh, a plan. That's that's what they the said. hand they transplant. Came out, they came out yesterday. Said they had a plan for him, and it starts with building more confidence at the free throw line. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's where it should start. It's like if we yeah, can at least they get free. you to be like a 65% free throw shooter, then it's like, then just go inside and get fouled. We don't care. But the thing is he, he feels uncomfortable even going inside because he's okay. What's the best case scenario. I score what's second best. I don't score and I'm fouled. Uh, that it's basically a turnover at that point. It, it is wild. I, I saw doc rivers comments directly after the game where they're like, do you think Ben Simmons can lead, can still be a champion guard, a championship guard to lead this team? And he was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Which, eh. now, not what you're looking for. It seems like you just got like a perfect blend of coming up short in Philadelphia, like between yep. Embiid, Simmons, Doc Rivers. I know Rivers has, has gotten a championship, but uh, uh, you hate to see it for our our fun, the fun folks in Philadelphia. One, uh, so so the combine is about to begin. Uh, the NBA draft combine, which it's kind of a lame event. You know, it's it's really not for the top guys and more for the ones who are, you know, near the bottom or not near the bottom of the, but like guys who are trying to climb into the first round or climb into the lottery, the kind of fringe guys. I'm really curious where Jonathan Kaminga is going to fall in this pecking order. Uh, And uh, there's one other, there's a couple other G league guys. So you've got Isaiah Todd and there's, is it Jalen green? Is he in this class as well? Correct. So I'm, I'm really I would think that Green is going to be a top five guy no matter what. He uh, will be. But Kaminga's one. Uh, not he. He 
is a guy who I thought would eventually be a number one overall pick, but he 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 reclassifies a year. He does the G League route instead. I feel like he has all of the right stuff to be in that top five ten range. I just don't know. I I don't know if like is. I, I want to have some sort of profound take that if he slips in the draft, that just goes to show what the front offices think about G League guys. But I do think that college basketball, from a braining standpoint, that that dude would be a bona fide, can't miss type of player. But I don't, I don't know where he's going to fall in this pecking order. So I'm, kind, I'm curious to see where the the mock drafts and stuff have him after this combine next week that Isaiah Jackson, he will not be attending. So uh, that came out yesterday. I'm assuming he got a promise from somebody in the lottery. Uh, Normally what it means could potentially mean like an injury as well, but most likely means that got a promise from a team, a team right at the end of the lottery probably said, Hey, we're taking you. You don't have to worry. Uh, And what they may have said though, is if you practice, if you do the combine, then you're going to shoot up other teams' boards. We can't promise that we're going to take you. And maybe you go to the combine and you stink. Then that promise is no good anymore. So why don't you just take us up on this promise? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think some team probably told him what he wanted to hear. I don't think it's. I think it's a. I think it's a solid depth draft. I don't love it at the top. Like I do love right. Kate Cunningham. I, I don't think you know Jalen Suggs will be a good NBA player. There'll be there'll be plenty of really nice NBA players. How many superstars will there be? I don't think as many as maybe a normal draft class or at least the the optimism of a normal draft class. Like, I, I don't think it's crazy to think Isaiah Jackson could have a better NBA career than Evan Mobley. Like, I, I know, you know, Mobley, rightfully so, will be drafted higher. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at their ceilings, I watched a lot of Mobley. He's fun to watch. Good player. But, like, you know, Jackson's ceiling is so high. It's it's how, how good of a player can he be? So, I don't know. I, I feel like if I could get the number one pick, obviously you'd want it. But outside number one, Mobley, Suggs, Green, Kaminga, there, there's, a, there's a lot of players I think you could – feel good about and then hell you even get to somebody like uh isaiah jackson a little later on in the lottery and and he'd be worth a a a pick i think so it'll be interesting that's tonight the lottery Mm -hmm. and a lot on the lawn uh about one month like july 27th 29th something like that i I thought we were getting july 1st deadline for mints that's not till the 7th so man just don't know what he's waiting on Yeah, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that in hour two. We're going to take our daily double break here. We'll come back, have a full another hour. We'll get into the text line. Uh, UK's got an official visitor on campus right now for basketball. And got a lot of fun stuff. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. We appreciate you listening along. Another hour. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big oh, X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. What, uh, well, I was going to ask what the rejoin was there, Justin, but that's the hour two rejoin. So yep. e- easy enough on that one. Sometimes uh, uh, I, I miss them. I miss them when we don't get to, to hear them in their entirety. Uh, KRC goes 7 and on Monday through Friday. Text into the show, 502-414-1450. And if you can't listen from 7 to 9 live, then you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kentucky Roll Call, and we're appreciative of that. Roush, Sunday best played in Lul- or played in Lexington, I should say, last night. Wow, did you take off your bra and throw it at him? I wish. I wish I could have gone. If Maybe if I wasn't out of town the weekend before, I would have felt more willing to, to make the – the hour drive. But, yeah, they played at Austin City Saloon. They're kind of getting back out there, playing a few shows here and there. Wow. So, uh, very exciting. I don't think I personally know anyone who went last night, but maybe we've got a KRC listener that did. The weird thing is, Roush, I didn't see, like, one video from – and I kind of, like, creeped around a little bit. I didn't see, like, one video from the show. Yeah, I mean, they, it wasn't good enough to record. I'm not, I, I'm sure that that's not the case because I did see plenty of pictures, but I didn't see like one Instagram video of like you know the dude just going to town on the drum with his hair blowing. Yeah, in the way. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't see one of those, and I, I, I'm sure like maybe it's a no video policy or just you know it was a small show. Maybe just nobody, everybody was enjoying themselves during the show and not on their phones. That's what I'd like to think. But yeah, what you said did cross my mind. If we're being honest. TJ, is that the band you tried to get me to listen to not too long ago? Or you were, tell- uh, you were telling me I would like them? Sunday Best or Camp, both of okay. them, they're very similar. I think it was Sunday Best. I actually checked them out this weekend, only heard about three or four of the songs. But yeah, I agree. They're they're pretty good. I'll, I'll have to get more into them. Wow. Suck it, Roush. Yeah, I think they're good, Roush. That's your ear, tough. Your ear, you don't have ears, so you can't hear them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'd like to report that we've got a dead body on the radio. Yeah. Call the coroner. <laughs> Call the coroner. Roush, Justin just dunking on you for five foot four. That's got to hurt. Come oh, on. Man. Amazing hops for the, for the little guy. <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh, I, I hope they come to Louisville. Uh, we'll we'll see. They're they're playing small shows where it stands right now. I've actually never even been to Austin City Saloon. If we're going to be honest with each other, huh? The more you know. Did you used to go? Do you go there frequently? I have picked up and dropped people off, but I never went out there because that's out. You know, yeah. Re- re- I never went that into town really. Yeah, that sa- same here. Um, I bet I bet there's some Lexingtonians that wouldn't be happy to hear us say that. And, and quite frankly, I've heard about it so much and been around the area often. And you know, like you said, picking up and dropping dropping off. You would have thought at some point I would have I would have popped in, but uh, no, never made. Generally, didn't go that far east of Lexington. You know, yeah, us, us yeah. college kids, we stayed in the central, maybe south here and there. Uh, all right. Anyways, I want to tell you about Salsaritas, but but better than me tell you about it. Nick Roush is going to tell you about it. Because salsaritas, I'm addicted. Like I, my name is Nick Roush, and I'm addicted to salsaritas because their chips are so crispy, so crunchy, so light and flaky, and they've got the best seasoning on them. They will keep you coming back for more. And what's nice about them is they're so good at delivering wildly, just amazingly fresh 
salsas and queso. Oh, they've got fantastic queso. Not like some of those other competitors out there that mess up cheese. They get their cheese made perfectly spicy, perfectly tasty. Between that, the hot salsa, you can try the green salsa too, or just some fresh pico. Salsas in their name. That's how you know they're doing it right. You can get it on Burrito Bowl, Quesarito at any one of their two locations in Louisville. In, they've got one in Middletown and in St. Matthews. Just download the app before you go. You'll save some bucks and, while you eat some fantastic food. Salsaritas, check them out today. Who doesn't love saving some bucks? No, oh, uh, uh, hunters. They would so, rather not. So we tell Justin Salsaritas is good. He goes Salsarita. He loves it. I tell him Sunday Best is good. He goes Sunday Best. He, he, he enjoys the music. Uh, and, and yet you still won't watch some of the shows we recommend, Justin. Uh, I mean, that's just, it's simply because it's not because I won't like them. I'm not afraid of not liking them. I'm afraid of the time commitment. I, I just, I simply do not have time to watch nine seasons of game of Thrones. I just don't or 30 seasons of the office. I don't have time for that guys. You, I work. Liter- you, you literally do have time for it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, if I want, if I want to sign up for a five-year commitment and watching these shows, I've got time. You are so, you're so ridiculous, buddy. I don't, I don't sit down and watch TV, guys. I don't. But you do. No, you're like you're really. lying. You're lying to your friends right now on live radio in front I, of thousands of strangers. You're lying watch, to Roush and me. You don't sit I, down and watch TV, bogus. Rarely, very, very rarely. So you work, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't cook. So what what is the in-between time? I think we've gone over this before, but like you are playing 18 holes of golf every yeah, day, Justin. Pe- people who say they don't have time need to rephrase it and say, I won't make the time. Because you have okay. the time. That no, have, that's fair. I won't make the time. There we go. You <laughs> have because you have the time. No, it's there. Not really. But yeah, no. you're not working 15 hour days. I'm working 11 hour days most of the time. Again, you work like four days a week, and then I golf the other three days. What? What? Okay, okay but okay, that's fine. So on a 24 hour day, you're golfing for four hours. Boom, no, 20 I, other hours. No, usually one of my off days, I'm playing 36. <laughs> okay, so eight hours. <laughs> what about the other eight hours? Sleeping. So you're sl- you're sleeping 16 hours in a day. <laughs> Well, I got to come in here and do two hours of the show. So it's also <laughs> my favorite part too, TJ, about the office thing is it's they're twenty minutes. Like you just you pop it on while you're doing something else. Well, then I mean, what what good does that do? Is that really is that really how you all want me to watch it? You want me to just play it in the background and you, not you, pay attention? You don't need to be that engaged to laugh at a funny show. Like, again, again, we come back to we come back to this, which you know I, I know everybody's got stuff going on that that we don't know about and, and different schedules and plans and all that. But all right, so. So you 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 want to watch it when it's got your full attention. What are you doing when you may not have its full attention? Uh, doing a puzzle. You, you do puzzles. I do puzzles. Yeah. You frequently do puzzles. You and the roommate, or just you? Uh, he helps me sometimes, but mostly just me. Justin can't watch the office. Justin can't watch the Office or Game of Thrones because he's doing puzzles and it Laugh takes too it much up. focus. That's the perfect thing to have on the background, you Hoosier dingus! <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I'm gonna watch a show, I want to put my full attention into that show. Oh, the... but you all are. But you all are telling me I don't need to do that with the Office. But I'm afraid 
if I'm doing something else while I'm watching it, I won't catch any of the inside jokes. Oh, but a puzzle's Damn. the per like a puzzle. You don't have to. It's not like you're staring at the puzzle for thirty minutes straight. Ah, how do I? No, you're not. You get a piece. You look around. You and then you gotta look for the piece. Yeah, sure. And then it's kind of natural. You take. You know, like the, your mind is wondering during a puzzle. That's that's Negative. why people do it to kind of pass time. Uh, Justin, that's beautiful. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you for the puzzle thing. Puzzles are pretty fun, but like, that's a perfect thing to have a show on in the background for. And I get it. Game of Thrones, maybe not so much. You do need to pay attention to that. The right, office, right. the office, it's just, you'll, you'll pick up some stuff and then you'll, you, then other stuff you won't. But yeah, yeah, you need to give it a go, buddy. And then then I'll have to turn into you guys and watch every episode three times to make sure I got all the jokes. That's not why we watch it three times. We watch it because it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? It so is. Here's my, here's, my, here's my opinion. I was a big Parks and Rec guy, but for whatever reason, I cannot get into The Office. But you all like The Office more than Parks and Rec, correct? Yeah, but like I still enjoy parks and rec quite a bit yeah they're very very similar um in terms of comedy and, and kind of structure of the show uh i just like the office slightly better but yeah it's it's, it's it, i don't blame people that like parks and rec better i know wrong but i don't blame them you know what i bo what it boils down to for me i think is i'm not a huge steve carell guy for whatever reason he's always really annoyed me maybe that's what it is man wow interesting yeah. Uh, you'll you'll definitely hate him the first season of The Office, but then you'll <laughs> he'll, he'll grow on you later. All right, let's get to this pesky text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Roush mostly going to get crushed, which is great news for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. A texter says, "Hey guys, we are officially headed back to Columbus from Shenandoah, Virginia. It was a great trip, and thanks for following along." TJ, I took you up on the Charles the the Charlottesville recommendation, and it was great. And I was able to squeeze in visiting Montpelier, and my wife sneakily planned a visit to Monticello for me for Father's Day. Oh, nice. Wow, way to go, wife. That's huge. What a trip. Yeah. That's awesome. Also, Charlotte, Charlottesville, I would have gladly uh, given you a lunch recommendation. There, there's a burger place up there that I really, really like. Uh, and there's a wing spot called uh, BW3s that you could have checked out as Ooh. well. Um, just kidding. I have had lunch at their BW3s, but there's a local place, burger <laughs> place, and it is really, really good. Uh, I, I wish I, I, I wish I would have told you, buddy. Sounds like an awesome trip. The text goes on to say, I take back all the anti-history slander. Lastly, I love Trevor, but man, it's not even close for me. I much prefer Justin. He may be a Hoosier dingus, but he's our Hoosier dingus. Also, yeah. is there... Is there KRC merch available to buy? I'd be interested if so. Our Patreon page, uh, we do additional podcasts, which I was very looking forward to doing one today because I had a lot that I wanted to say. But <sighs> but Roush had to go and really hose us. Yeah, uh, this one's on me, boys. This one's on me. And then now you'll be gone. When are we ever going to get another Patreon with you? Uh, never. <laughs> okay all right well that that settles it justin maybe you and i will do one uh and maybe we can do some at night too uh roush is a little tougher because you know the baby and all but we will we'll get one going maybe we can get one with trevor do yeah. a little late night wednesday one. Ooh, i'm in could be could that we is just, that is justin's friday after all it is yep we could theoretically also 
uh, go to your hotel bar and just set up a laptop and a microphone. Oh, man, Let's do that it. would actually be really funny. And we just Let's like li- we just live commentate like Justin being a bartender while we're also just <laughs> talking shop. That could be that could be a really good time. So as for the merch. You can get some through Patreon. I was very close, like checking out to buy shirts just to give out as like show gifts. And then as for purchase, I don't know what we were going to do about that because it would have been like you Venmo me and I mail it out to you, which sounds like a lot of work. But uh, so we were going to do something with shirts, literally was checking out and then the order was too big. So then so I haven't finished it, but I will we'll get shirts we probably won't make people pay for them. We'll just give them out as gifts or, you know, when we do golf scrambles, stuff like that. So what about, uh, what about truckers hats? We could do truckers hats as well. Sure. Justin loves truckers hats. I'm not against truckers hats for what it's worth. And uh, you could do a cool one. Uh, I think, you know, just Kentucky roll roll call looks cool on memorabilia or, you know, apparel and whatnot. So need to to pull the trigger on it. uh, The phone with rolls on it, man. Uh, The two that I had like, the two that I had designed, one was a tank. Was, oh, great stuff all around, but uh, kind of fell through, unfortunately. So we'll we'll get back on track and 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 get that figured out. All right, what do we? Oh, a texter. The next texter says, "Yeah, TJ, you and your buddy were pretty tore up at that Mississippi State game. <laughs> I think I was there with multiple people, if I'm not mistaken. I I, I, I think there were several people miserable with us. Uh, but I can I can confirm the tore up part. If you were going to be out in that rain." you were going to have to have a little something in your system one way or another. If I remember correctly, you offered my brother and I alcohol that you had snuck in, LOL. Well, duh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, yes. Good time. alcohol that you bought. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we are drinking buddies, I have to agree with Roush on the class sports. I live in a small town, shout out to Borden, Indiana, that has won a state title in basketball and softball in the last seven years. If we had to play 4A schools, we probably never make it out of the sectionals. We have 250 kids in our school compared to 1,800 kids at Southern Indiana 4A schools. TJ, you'd probably have gone a different view if you had gone to a small school. I only had 450 kids in my in my graduating class, 400 kids in my class. I guess that adds up uh, when you so pay, 1,600. 1,600, but their schools their schools much bigger 1800? than that. 1,800, yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, their school's much bigger than that. But all that being said, I wouldn't have cared. I, like You have to take the enjoyment in – the achievement. So if you had won a sectional, that would have been a huge deal. If you win a regional, if you win the seventh region in any sport, that is a huge deal. It, it's it's very much celebrated amongst teams that do. Uh, yes, you want to go on and win state, but if you if you come up short in state, saying that your season ended a seventh region champs, you're going to be remembered at your school, or you should be for the most part, if it's basketball, whatever it may be. If St. X, whenever they win a seventh region, that's going to be an absolutely huge deal. Will it mean that they'll go on to win state? No. Will we, you know, will we view the team drastically differently? If they win state, they'd go down in history forever, forever, but they'll make some history of their own if they win the seventh region. So that's how it works. You don't need to hand out a million state champions. They're called state champions. State champions. You don't need a million of them. A a state champion like that is not going to happen at a school like Borden, though. I mean, they do have 250 people, and I know this because they they were the closest school to East Pekins, as you all like to say. But if it's not class basketball or class anything, really, Borden would never, ever, ever win a state championship. I I like that Justin's really, really hammering in on Borden. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suck it, Borden. Yeah, he suck it, Borden. Pekin's the same way. I mean, if if there's no, they won a girls basketball championship not too long ago. But if there's not class basketball, that doesn't happen. There's well, no way. Also, just saw that Providence just won a baseball state title yesterday. So good job, Providence. You did it. But did it, Terry Providence. doesn't want you to win it, though. I, I sure not won. I sure as hell don't. And they do the little single A things in Kentucky. You know, like the. In basketball, they do the single A tournament. Uh, I think they do something similar in baseball. So, like, you can have your little fun in your own in your own graphic <laughs> you, in your own time. Like, do they so do condescending? We give up? What do you mean? It, it's not condescending. What you want is condescending. So, I'm playing along with your with your premise oh here. Like, do they give Boise State like, hey, the best small school national champion? No, they compete for the same championship that Alabama does. Do they win it? Hell no, they don't. But do we do the Whittle? Here you go. Here's your Whittle school national champion. You did it. I just appreciate, too, that there's uh, like it's okay for football, but it's not okay in every other sport. I don't I don't love it for football either. But I mean, football, you you need like big teams have advantages because depth is such a huge deal in football. It is the one sport where like I kind of get it from a depth standpoint. People are getting beaten up, hurt, injured, head injuries. But even then, I think six is way too many. Like six, I, I do. I think it's way too many. It is way so, too many. It should be four. I thought I thought four was pretty good. I yeah, thought was, yeah. uh, but uh, but people it, like earn their way into the playoffs. Uh, I do want to bring up football right now while we're on the topic because the Bellarmine Knights are throwing their hat in the ring. They will be playing football in the fall of 2022. You're gonna have th- those Bellarmine football still undefeated shirts. Those things are going to be going out of style in a hurry, but TJ, pretty massive, pretty massive news. Yes, but it's not real football though. Yeah, but still, it's it's football at Bellarmine. It's something. So this is called. I've never heard of this before. Um, it's called sprint football, and I'm not going to lie, Terry. When I saw the news initially from the Reddit college football account, I thought it was a typo, and they meant to say spring football. Because we're we're kind of we saw that in FCS last year, so it's like, oh, Bella, that's a good idea. You're playing in the spring, but no sprint football. It's football, but with a weight limit. Players cannot exceed 178 pounds, and uh, essentially the way it was described was this has been played a lot, kind of in the East Coast at military academies and Ivy leagues and the like. You know, it's it's a little bit faster paced play game. It's not as uh, it's a little bit safer because people are smaller. But TJ, I was thinking, I weighed 178 pounds in eighth grade. Who, like, I, I, I just, I don't even know the type. Who weighs 178 pounds and is 20 years old? Not a lot of people. I mean, a, a, a ton. Not everybody is like a six foot six goober, but uh, a lot of people. But it's going to be really funny to watch when you have like a you know, a five foot eight, 178, like brick of a human. That's all muscle. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. be your left guard, you know? Cause in that, that is what's going to be uh, like, oh, I, I, gosh. I appreciate... body, ty- body types are going to be hilarious. Yeah. Cause you're going to get some kids who are just kind of like a, a skinny, tall receiver. Oh yeah. Way yeah much, yeah, you yeah. know, you're going to get like, just... Oh, as, as you know, the, the, the stereotypical 
typical names of like, hey Arnold, and some of the the video games we play. You're gonna get some of your slims that are like <laughs> six foot six six foot six Calvin Johnsons, but then you're gonna get also those like meatheads in the gym that are like five foot three bowling balls mm-hmm. that like technically you know they're all muscle, but it, they're so short that they do add up to 178 pounds uh, or minimum five percent body fat. So it, it, you can. Or no, and a minimum. So it's also got to be a minimum five percent body fat as well. It's got to be hilarious. And the, the the whole the whole point of the league is like we it's got to be fast. Like yeah, football yeah. that's slow and in the mud is dangerous. It's not all that fun to watch. But this is going to be really quick, high pace, and Bellerman's going to be a part of it. Yeah. No. And I I, I do appreciate that it's going to give uh, the undersized kids an opportunity to play uh, because. that's just for a lot of folks that's their uh hurdle that they can't overcome like they're just not big enough to play uh big boy football so it's good to see bellerman throw their hat in the ring i hope it's successful it's going to start in 2022 uh there's five other schools involved in it they're still looking for a venue for games and whatnot but they have a practice facility of bellerman just in general on the up and up moving to division one and all their other sports so uh hope it hope it works well for them because i do think that there are enough kids in the area that will fit the bill. I just, I want to see this because I'm pretty sure I know in CSAA, it was 150 pounds in eighth grade. And I think they've upped it up to 160, but I believe in like the Optimus leagues and stuff like that around town. I think it was 175 pounds for eighth graders. So I just don't know. (laughs) It's just hard for me to imagine going from 175 pound eighth graders and now 178-pound 20-year-olds. Just such a different, completely different dynamic. Oh, good luck to Bellarmine. Mm-hmm. Best of luck. Let's get back to the tax line. What's your all's thoughts on UK not super interested in Reed Shepard? Do you think the interest needs to start picking up or no? Just with the media and the fan base, I think Cal would be making a mistake, not at least offering him. The madhouse that it would bring would be bonkers. Uh, Plumley, bro. I'm convinced you may just not listen to the show and you just text in. <laughs> and that, did we spend what, like 20 minutes? Oh yeah. Or? It was a, it was a good, it was a good segment of the show yesterday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think we uh, all agree that like, uh, we, you know, we kind of think that Cal should be a little bit more interested in him. Not so much because of who he is or where he's from, but where he's from plays a little bit of a role in it, but just he's because, good. He's a good player. Yeah, he, yeah. He'd, help, he'd help Kentucky basketball. So it, he, he'd probably be a player that could be around for a couple of years as well, too. So I think those players are always important. It does look like 2022 recruiting, though, Roush, is like it could be it could be a monster class. Yeah. I, I know yeah. that Shep, I know that that need not apply for Shepard, uh, but for just switching gears here, because we did talk about that yesterday, Plumley Bro, please go back and listen to the podcast. But like 2022, you got lively on campus right now. It, it's uh, it, it, who knows? It could be a monster class. Yeah, Keontae George is not going to visit this weekend, but he's still planning on officially visiting. Uh, the JJ Taylor, that's one that I feel you got Chin in Orlando just to get guys like him. He's a Chicago kid, a wing, top 20, or I think he's like eighth in the country. Uh, there's also the kid from Indianapolis. I don't know how good they are in with Jalen Hooks, but there are a lot of dudes out there, and the I can't think of the point guard's name off the bat, but they're, they are in good with another point guard, and maybe that's slowing their role slightly on Reed Shepard, where 
they're under the impression that they could maybe slow play it a little bit with him while they go all in on another guy because, you know, Shepard is technically, I mean, the fourth, fifth best point guard out there. So try to get the number one point guard and then the fifth. Like, I, I it, it, that could be their strategy as well uh, that we have not discussed yet. Mm, Justin hearing about UK recruiting, just getting back to its old ways. Got to make him nervous. No, not at all, actually. I I I was just going to bring up a deal. How about Indiana will leave Reed Shepard alone if you all leave Jalen Hooks alone? Deal? We're not scared of Indiana for Reed Shepard. We're not scared of Indiana for anything yeah. or anybody. <laughs> but, but, but TJ, the- three coaches. That's right? not what that's not what I was insinuating, by the way. Uh, you're just saying a little trade. No, I don't know. We'll take both. How about that? Uh, I'd rather have Jalen Hooks. You can get uh, you can get Jordy Hole's future kid. Come so on. in cash, be a baller. cash considerations. Texter at 502-414-1450. Roush, I'm not even going to lie, but that take, there should be multiple champions in baseball is beyond softer than a baby's ass. <laughs> Keep in mind, Trinity made it to state back-to-back seasons before this and lost in the semifinals to county teams. More specific, more especially, more especially, I don't know. Specifically plumber. is what they were trying to say. You think and, so? Because it certainly yeah. isn't spelled that way. Yeah, well, but TJ, you've got to just go with it. Uh, Learn to read misspelled words, damn it. More specially, two years ago, Trinity made it to the semifinals and lost to McCracken County, 5-3, the team who they just run ruled. So the theory that baseball is so one-sided is a pretty awful take. Sounds like you are the new director of sports at the YMCA. It was Trinity's (laughs) first state baseball championship. Right. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I knew that going into my take, and that was more of just a gateway for me to get to the rest of it. Because the big thing for me is more so I'm I'm not going to blame my wife for this take, but because she coached volleyball and she also got to uh, compete at a at a very low level in Ohio, where they had chances to win state championships in Kentucky. It's Sacred Heart, uh, Mercy, Assumption. And then every once in a while, you'll get like Notre Dame Academy, the the girls' school in Northern Kentucky. We'll get in there. It's that's where it's much more lopsided. Uh, and I, I think when you have a team like Kentucky winning the national championship, it it helps volleyball out in the state. But there's still that kind of barrier in the way. Um, the, re- the reason I push back on like the the more classes are the answer is like. You know, what about a school like Atherton, where it probably doesn't really matter what class they're in for any sport, they're 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 probably not going to be very good. Yeah. Like, do we do we make like a hey a Louisville public sports class that isn't very good at sports class? Like, where do we draw the line? Oh God, really? That's that's where we're going with this because I don't think I that mean because here's true. the here's the thing though is I don't. Uh, I don't think that one thing is going to lead to the next. I don't think people are that ticked off at private schools that they're going to be like, the private schools need their own league. Like I, I don't think we'll go down that road. But I feel like having cl- sports classes is a very basic common thing in states everywhere that I don't I, – I understand why Kentucky – is hesitant in basketball, but I, I just don't understand the rationale behind it and other sports other than this is just the way we've always done it. Cause it's fun. It's fun to have one state champion. It's, it's fun to have everything kind of come down to this. It's I, I enjoy it. It, it, it feels, 
Like, I, I don't care. Why would I ever care about KHSAA baseball? I didn't play it. I didn't really have that many friends that played it. But it's kind of cool. You get people from the western part, the eastern part, that are competing for a state championship. They meet in Lexington. And this year it was a private school that, that won it. But a lot of times in baseball, it's not. It could be from anybody from, from anywhere. Uh, the seventh region stat for St. X and Trinity's dominance is a little surprising. I do feel like the private public stuff, Roush, was a much bigger deal when we were younger and, yeah. and, and into that, that, when, that when we were in high school. Too, man. It really that was did. Annoying. Yeah, yeah, that was it, super annoying. It really, I think stuff got drawn up and whatnot, and, and it never really stalled its way through. But and you know what they did? They just. Ever, what they, they do? They, they moved football to six classes and it shut people up. <laughs> yeah, they just did. So, they just did something to make. It yeah, they, feel that, like they and, and it was very like, and it was all based on football. So like, that's what I think is kind of funny. Like, I, I'm surprised that there isn't more of a conversation about this elsewhere. Um, but it's because in football, uh, they're still getting other schools are getting their shot. That's really all they care about is in football. In football, it has classes. It's just it's weird. I don't. But we're gonna get more texts on it, and I don't. I'm not that vehemently like, we've got to make this happen right now. Because you're right, it is very cool to be like, one basketball very idealistic. Yeah, yeah be, being one of two states in the entire country that has one basketball champion. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to hear any ideas that could take that away from us. Because yeah, I, I think but, that's awesome. We can't also agree that the best teams don't play in the state tournament. That's well, that's a fact. I like, mean, the, the best team does because your state champion is always in the state tournament. Okay. I mean, the one does, but the field, like you're, it, it, those aren't the 16 best teams in the state, in, in, in the state playing. That, arena. You're, you're correct. It's not, but there's probably no system period that would ever get you to have the 16 best teams playing. And I don't think the right solution for that is to hand out more champions. And that way you have people calling themselves state champions when they were very clearly not the best teams in the state. Not going to lie, Terry. There was one point this spring. I almost tried to, like, I was like, Ooh, I've got a way to be able to do this, to get the 16 best teams and not just, uh, you know, the I, I was I was going to try to create the system to get the sixteen best teams in there instead of one from each region. But I was like, you know what, this is going to take a lot of time and effort, and I'm just going to take everybody off. So you know what, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. I'm just going to wait. I'm and, just going to sit and, on this. And Wednesday turned into Thursday, and you <laughs> went on. <laughs> you went on living your life. Let's get back to the text line. Uh, you should do that someday. That'd be hilarious. I want so badly oh, to you to fix the KHS double God, it would make it would make people so so mad. It's like an always sunny episode. <laughs> don't 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 worry. The rest of the state, Nick Nick Roush is on it. Uh, what texture says, I cannot believe what I'm hearing from Roush about baseball classes. What a loser. Suck it. It was uh, an a two brute moment for me. Yeah. Uh, TJ's take on the class system is embarrassing. You can definitely tell he went to a big school. I graduated with a hundred kids. 70% of them were chicks football. We were still competitive at the two, a level saying stuff like get better is just ignorant. When you compare the sheer enrollment numbers, every sport should have classes. The number of classes should be determined by how many players it takes to field a team. So six for football, maybe two for basketball, three for baseball, and so on. Congrats on going to a school with so many chicks. <laughs> right? <laughs> 70 girls to three guys? What a dream. I don't know what else. Yeah, what else do you have to complain about, buddy? Man. Jeez. I, that, I, that, that, would be, that would be awesome. 
I do like that we're getting all ends of the spectrum on this. And, and and some of it is based on where you're from, but this text texter does come from a different direction. Come on, Roush. I grew up in Union County, which is a tiny coal mining and farming county in West Kentucky. We kick everyone's ass in wrestling every year. It's because we created a dynasty from the ground up. Also, the same family has lots of kids that win every year. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Trinity. Hashtag has been wrestling program. Oh, wow. Suck it, Trinity wrestling. Yikes. I like too that he's like, because we have a dynasty. And there's one family that's just really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, Union County, though, they have won. It's it's stupid, the amount of wrestling titles they've won. Way to go, Union County. Uh, Texter uh, says, hey. Our friend, uh, Lindsey Goff. She's a Union hey. County. Yeah. All right, didn't know that. Hey, Nick, you should order a few cases of participation ribbons and hand them out to all the poor schools that can't win in their sport. Maybe that'll help. Wow. <laughs> hey no it's not participation ribbons anymore we're giving out rings participation rings oh yeah they forgot Which, about the rings by the way man I saw, we're getting re the recruiting pictures you brought up the one of oklahoma with the cars on the field nick saban there was a kid there was a quarterback who camped who was on unofficial at alabama and nick saban just had all of his rings out on a coffee table and there's no room on the coffee table because it's just championship rings everywhere oh Oh wow! One up in old Roy Williams, huh? Roy, that Roy Williams did that. Who he's going after a guy Kentucky was going after, and it was like back the blog days. It was like the coolest thing about each trip. And the kid had said like when Roy Williams pulled out his box of rings, that was pretty amazing. So Nick Saban just had a, a whole table. Yeah, because they give out. I so they Alabama, and I, I don't I don't blame them for doing this because it's just more stuff for them to show off and they can give them to the players so why the hell not but they'll do sec championship and college football playoff rings for like a single season so there's there's a lot of rings out there whole lot of jewelry yeah we need more of it though more champions more, more people more people feeling like winners good morning doofus crew that's rude it's a rude way to start a text. All right, buddy? You watch it. My goodness, you guys are so naive. Oh, we're all two, two for two. <laughs> <laughs> Getting more youth involved and letting them have a chance for extended season is better, and the rings that are given out for championships are not plastic and not that cheap. Have a great show, UK Pez. Oh, UK Pez knows every ring that's given out and, the, and how it's made and if it's plastic or cheap or not. Honestly, you could probably end up giving them ring pops and they would be happy. And you, ring pops are very popular too. Who the hell wouldn't be happy with a ring pop? More more classes is not getting more youth involved and if people are only playing because they want to feel a chance to win a state championship, then they probably weren't going to be playing very long anyways, to be honest with you. Uh it's uh, such a loser mindset UK Pez. No offense, buddy. Thanks for texting into the show. A texter says, will UK baseball make it to the College World Series in the next 20 years? Gosh, we keep getting these transfers, Roush, and they're all just from bum mid-majors. No offense to the bum mid-majors. Right, yeah. And so it's, we're, like, we're, it's we're, a grad transfer thing, too. So, Oh, yeah. and they're not even – like, some of them are solid. Some of them are good in their, in their small conference. It's the SEC? What? Like, this is just a disaster. Like, and they're not going to fire Mingione. This seems like that's going to be clear. So, just right. another wasted year for UK baseball. 
not great. Not great. I did see I, I haven't watched much college world series. I probably will once that I know the the in walls, they're they're big fans of it. Last night Vanderbilt had a pitcher strike out 15 dudes and they lost. Al Leiter's son. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Yeah, Jack Leiter. Al Leiter. Yeah. Where where do I know that name from? He he played, he pitched too. Big team? He was in the majors. Yeah. Bigger man. Well, can you name the team though? Like I, um, because no. that name does sound familiar. I can't, uh, can't, can't pinpoint it though. Um, but yeah, I uh, the, the other games it was like fifteen to four, bunch of runs. So that's uh, that's picking up this week. Uh, Mississippi State is uh, playing today, and they're kind of in a good position to uh, to if if they win this one, I think they'll only need like one more, and they'll be in that kind of championship level. I think you got to win three to get in that last series so uh best uh, go, go ring those cowbells today bulldogs you go on and ring them they're annoying as all get out uh texture says are you guys satisfied with your name or do you wish your parents named you something else i'm named after my father i love it it's great tj wait twice that. if you're uh if, if you're being no, what, what a, you know I, I think there's a little bit of like uh you have to be somewhat conceited to like be the first person to name a kid after you. Like I would like, so if I, if I have a son someday, I'll probably name it Terry the third. I'm honoring my dad with that. And great. And he's a great man. He should be honored with a name. Um, the issue, like, I think there is a little bit of like, Hey, I'm going to name my first kid. You're going to be the second. Cause I'm so great. You're going to be so great, but I didn't, I'm not doing that. So that's, that's out of my hand. So I'm fine with it. Roush. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I I was go- my dad wanted me to be Jim Rash Junior, which Jr. Jr. would have been pretty cool. But that oh, that would have been awesome, Junior yeah. Junior. Yeah, but I guess I'm all right with my name. Yeah, it, it suits me, fits me. I I absolutely hate mine. Oh wow, <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it, hate the name Justin. What's wrong with Justin? Oh, it's I just it's terrible. It's so it's such a boring name. And and when I always the one thing that drives me nuts about it is I'll answer the phone at the hotel and I will clearly say this is Justin. How can I help you? Everybody's like, oh, hey Jeff. Yeah, no, not what I said. They I'd get, rather be Jeff. They get Jeff. You'd rather be Jeff than Justin. I I get called Jeff more like three times as many times as my actual name. So yeah, probably I, because you live in Jeff. Why don't you just switch your name so. to Jeff? I might have to. Not a bad idea. Just guys. don't make a G off. Roush, no. whenever I order food and they ask for a name, I, I pretty much guarantee you they're going to say PJ, DJ, EJ, pretty much anything <laughs> but TJ. Right, right. And I do say it sometimes so fast where I, I am like, that's probably on me, TJ, uh, where I need to be like, TJ. I actually had a waitress uh, this weekend who – I, I guess whenever she was looking at my card was like, Oh, you know, people pronounce my name like this all the time. Her last name was Roach, but she said people think it's gross. So they don't want to call her a roach. But she's like, but that's my name. It's more offensive. If you call me by the wrong name on purpose to try to not be mean. <laughs> we always, uh, I, <laughs> uh, we always call Roush Roach. Oh yeah, you do. Behind oh. your back. Oh, Wow. Well, let's go to our last break. There's part of me that just wants to run through the text line because we got a lot more to go. But you know who pays for the show? Salsaritas. 
They absolutely do. All right, we'll be right back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin. Then you exploded into my heart, and I forget, I forget. The movie song. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse through the Welcome old town road. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. No 96.1 more. FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Roush, if you're trying to beat the heat but still be able to play some golf, any any recommendations? Yeah, I do have one. It's at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy, conveniently located right off I-65 in southern Indiana. It's it's a short drive for anyone in the Kentuckyana area. And Bobby Cook, not only is he uh, a, a whiz with a golf ball, he can fix your swing, he can provide top-of-the-line instruction, but it, if you don't need that hands-on approach, which, by the way, it's at a value you won't get anywhere else for lessons in the area, you can just go to the driving range, hit some – Hit some balls on the virtual uh, greens there at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Air conditioned, feels nice and cool inside, and it can help you work on your game. Uh, give Bobby a call at 812-913-4415 to set up your time. Hit some golf balls today. You should do it. Exit 4, Southern Indiana. It is closer than you may think, and it's cooler than you may think, uh, both literally and uh, from a temperature i guess literally is the temperature standpoint but also figuratively because you'll feel cool hitting on those simulators and seeing where you're coming in on the ball where you're striking it and all that fun stuff so check it out you know i'll be uh, not a huge deal but i'll be playing oakmont here in uh nine days Ooh, sick brag huh. so i w- probably wouldn't hurt me to go get some last minute advice from bobby cook Here's lord knows note. i'll need it yeah yeah you're going to lose golf balls in the rough, like in just like regular rough. It's going to stink. Oh, well, no crap. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going like I've already I've been telling myself for a couple days now, really since the last time I played uh, when Justin didn't want to play with me last week, when I was just like, when I go to Oakmont, I'm going to play horribly, like horrible. If I, I, I cannot get even the slightest bit upset if I hit bad shots because I'm going to have a million of them. And uh, I think I've come. I think I'm all right with that. I've come to grips with it. I'm ready hmm. to. I'm ready to just embrace and have fun. Okay. Well, have fun, buddy, and make sure that you. Oh God, you're. Good. I would do it too, but you should definitely take a lot of pictures and like really rub it in our faces. I'm gonna hate you for it, but also like, I'm not. I, I'd be like, yeah, I would do the same thing. You know. Yeah, I'll take some pictures. Uh, I, th- thanks for the advice. Oh, suck it, buddy. My brother-in-law, <laughs> he's trying to get to Oakmont the old-fashioned way by playing in the U.S. Amateur. So, oh, wow. Yeah, he's he's he did not do well in the Alabama State Am, but he's uh he's playing out there, or he he he's trying to uh he's got a qualifying event here in a couple of weeks to get in. So that's his hope. Well, good luck. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. All right. What uh what text are we on here? Uh, one that says Roush suck it. Okay, we'll skip all that. Um, if Cal Perry doesn't end up roughing Reed and he ends up balling elsewhere, the fan base will lose it. Given that Cal really uses every scholarship per year, why wouldn't he just offer him? The kid's ranked in the 40s, so it's not like he's a bum. It would solve so much less turmoil and drama if he just offers Reed. 
While Cal may not listen to the media, it will be impossible to dodge the media if Reed does go elsewhere and is successful. Cal doesn't care about the media. Yeah, come on. You think he cares like what people think? I mean, the, the like it's it's uh, or, you know he may care, but he's he's not going to care about missing out on a recruit. They miss and, out on recruits all the time. And also, like, was the media going to just be peppering him after every press conference? Did you see what Reed Shepard did last night? Like, yeah, why why didn't you offer Reed Shepard? Yeah, uh, uh, it, but but part of it, yeah. I mean, this is this is the recruiting game we play. I am not ready to sound the alarm just yet that Reed has not been offered. Uh, we were doing this kind of thing, I don't know, in the fall when Reed was playing well. He's played in what one tournament, and it was at Collins High School. Uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot more time to go. Right now, Virginia and Louisville are really going all in on him. And Kentucky may be all in on him eventually, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sounding the alarm yet. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, to 2023, long way to go. And uh, I do agree that, like, you know, you could just kind of get some some grief off your back just by offering them, but. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, fans are going to make the Shepard recruitment nauseating. That said, I'd take him over another West Coast four-star who's just going to leave after a year. Speaking of West Coast kids, why on earth are riders hyping up Devin Askew so much? I wish him well and think in time he could be a solid player. I just don't see it coming this year. Totally agree. He's like the projected starter at Texas, and people are putting Texas really high up on rankings. And it's like, all right, I like Devin Askew as a player down the road. I liked how hard he played. But the dude was not ready for high major college basketball. Right, he, right. he just was not ready. And that's why I was a little, like, slightly bummed when he transferred just because, like, oh, I kind of wanted to see what a junior Devin Askew looked like. Like him playing with Sky Clark, that could be good for Sky, could be good for Devin. But it was, it was nothing for this upcoming season, if you remember those conversations, Roush. Was yeah. Was Askew not ready to play high-level Division One basketball, or was he not ready for the pressure cooker, and that is Kentucky basketball? Well, he was on a bad team, and he was a bad player. So I think that was the long and short of it. Yeah, he dribbled out of bounds a few times. That was did bad. that far too often. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it's just folks saying, oh, well, this was a kid that reclassified. We we thought highly of him in high school. We'll, we'll – it's it's like when you're handicapping horses, you got to throw the last race out. They're throwing the last year out for him, um, so you know I can get how you can sell yourself on that, but I'm not buying it, and uh, I don't need to, luckily. So yeah, uh, another texture says best advertising idea I've seen in a long time. Hashtag earrings, and it's the Doritos earrings from the track and field star. Yeah, I just saw the picture of that. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that nil rights coming. You wear chip bags as earrings. Yeah, it doesn't sound too shabby at all. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, who's your dingus? In the real world, people make different amounts of money. That's how this works. Some jobs, or in this case, sports, are more valuable than the other. Also, let's be honest with one another. The real winners here are attractive women that play college sports. Uh, they've always been the real winners, Rob. No, that's a very good point. Very yeah. good point. It's true. But yeah, this, I mean, this this will be no different for them either. And, and I get it, Robert. It's it's not going to be the way I said. Different sports are going to get different pay amounts, and athletes and other sport or big sports are going to make more than the small sports. I'm just saying, if the athletic departments want to have success, I think you pull together that money. 
Well, I think also you're a socialist, so maybe so. <laughs> Texer oh. says, "Morning, guys, with the news of Jackson pulling out of the draft combine. What do you make of it? And if you had the choice, would you rather have Jackson?" Or Duran, I'd rather have the proven player with a season of college hoops under his belt, but I don't think you can go wrong with either. Have a good day. Well, uh, just a reminder, Isaiah Jackson pulling out of the draft combine, he's staying in the draft. Right. He's, just, he's just gotten a promise from a team that he's going to get picked at a certain spot. Uh, but if you were asking just hypothetical who we'd rather have for this upcoming college basketball season, Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Duran's going to be awesome, amazing. Especially because he's younger, too. You know, he'd be reclassifying up. Yes, as well. And let's also not forget, like, Cliff Alexander. That dude looked like an absolute monster, was a freak, was awesome, and just did not work out at all. So, yeah, you, you take the you take the player you know, especially when that player's as good and as promising as Isaiah Jackson. But uh, fun hypothetical. What do we got next? TC from Lexington. Here, boys, haven't listened in a few days because of work. Can you guys give me a quick rundown of this BBN catfish story? I completely miss what happened. Uh, do you know it, Roush? I have no idea what they're talking about. We don't have we don't have a lot of time with it, but uh, it, it, there was that BBN girls account or whatever, and I and I may have oh, some of this wrong. Oh, I know, I remember that account. That was yeah. weird. Yeah. BBN girls account, and anyways, I think that like it had stopped. I could have some of this wrong, by the way, but I think it had stopped posting for a little bit or something, and right. then they had like somebody had direct messaged them asking what was wrong. And they had said that they were having some health issues or something like that. So I think you had a reporter that was like tweeting out, just so you know, I've talked with somebody close to this, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out that the account was fake, had always been fake. Uh, and I think it had like suspended an account and deleted it once people were like, no, I direct messaged with this person. It was a fake account. And then there were some media members that just kind of looked a little silly, but that's that's the norm for media members. Yeah, man, that lady's a BBN thing was really annoying. Like, I think that's the long and short of it, though. It was a fake account. Some people did not realize it was fake. Uh, I don't think I ever followed it, but if I did, it was pretty clear early on that that was a fake account. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just going to get pictures from Instagram and tweet them at recruits. Really yes. weird, weird concept. Really yes. weird concept. Uh, Robert says, also, I dream of Daryl Isaac sponsoring a specific player like Oscar on this year's basketball team. Picture it. He hammers one home on someone, turns to the camera and shouts, been in an accident? Call the hammer. Robert, that's funny. And also, like, you're probably not too far off where I bet you'll have, like, the first time a, an Alabama player scores a touchdown and, like, you know, pulls out a Sharpie and draws the Toyota logo or something like that, people are going to lose their minds. It's it, like, and the the companies are going to love it, but you're spot on. Like there, there's probably going to be some of that that's involved as well. Uh, another texter says, John here. Good morning to all. Tell me, have you ever used a funny, crazy name for your fantasy football team? And do you keep the same name or do you change it each season? Well, got to go talk to you later. Oh, uh, one league I've kept it the same for a long time. And then another league, I, I kind of just kind of keep up with what's working. You know, Roush, like if yeah. I've got a couple years with a bad name, then it's time to switch it up, switch the jerseys, if you will. And so I'll, I'll do that. So I, I got a new one in one league and I kind of keep the same in the other. I, uh, my friend, he had, he changed his name to Lamborghini Percy. Uh, for Percy Harvin whenever Lamborghini Mercy was a big song. So that was, what, 2012? Great song. 
<laughs> Great song. Rewatching Game of Thrones right now, and I will say it's even better the second time around. A lot of foreshadowing and signs you missed throughout all the series. The first go, getting to the Battle of the Bastards in season six, and I can't help but brace myself for them giving up and throwing in the towel in season eight. John ended up being so well over underwhelming at the end. Either way, absolutely phenomenal TV. Have yourself a Tuesday, boys. Now Thanks. I can't watch Game of Thrones because it's ruined. Thanks, Texter. <laughs> Thanks for the text into the show. You didn't ruin squat. Nice text. Uh, texter says, Terry completely neglecting the fact that Division Two and Division Three national championships <laughs> exist. No. Uh, I'm, I, I, <laughs> that was a good text, Texter. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I am not, but there's a reason why teams that you don't have Bellerman that's moving back down to D2. Because they want to win more championships. It's not all about championships sometimes, folks. Uh, Eastern Washington almost did. And they were uh, they were one of the few schools that went to the FCS playoffs and, uh, then, then and good for in them. the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, they ended up staying. The, the stuff at Monmouth was wild. They basically just, like, fought their president. They might even got him to resign. They were going to move him from – they were going to move from – Division one in some sports to division three and take away scholarship athletics just for no reason at all. They basically revolted to make sure that didn't happen. And also just worth noting too, money certainly doesn't have a factor at all with any of those NCAA decisions, both teams moving up or dropping down, right? Roush, yeah. oh, not, yeah. not financially did. driven which, at all, which by the way, KHSAA could make more money if they had more championships. That that's probably what surprises me most in, in this matter. But that that sadly, I agree with you. It doesn't mean I want it, but you are right about that. Kentucky doesn't want anything to do with more money. You guys know that. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your dingus is on fire today? Yeah, he's really bringing his A game on this Tuesday. Yeah, he is. I, Attack, uh, where are you at, Ralph? I cannot believe that I agree with TJ. Outside of football, class sports is not good. It ruined the Indiana high school basketball tournament. No matter how many go to school, each team has the same number of players on the court or the field. Yeah, there, there you have it. And I've heard that I've heard a lot of that about Indiana high school basketball. And some people are like we're devastated. Or Justin, I'm sure you probably know more like lifers, Hoosier basketball fan lifers with high school. I know how big of a deal it is in, in Indiana. Once they went to the classes, supposedly just the magic was was deflated. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get stories like a 1A school winning a championship anymore against uh, a 4A school. I mean, that's that that's really the only magic that went away is you're not going to get those Cinderella stories. But that 1A school can still win a state championship. It's just not going to be over a big school. Yep, yep. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm with it on basketball. I'm talking more tertiary sports. But, hey, we don't need to relitigate this discussion. Uh, but this texture has a decent point. I say this with very little evidence, but it feels like the same two or three schools will win all the football classes every year. So, realistically, there's 15 to 20 schools that have a shot to win. So, TJ is right. This is Gus and suck it. Wow. Uh, hey, Gus, you, sir, can take out your suck it and suck it. Always knew Gus was smart and – Good looking. No, a, no a, way. A texter says, with all the shortages, think of the popcorn box shortage if I you were to get Reed Shepard. That's a good uh, point. Yeah, we got to think about the economy here. Yeah, really in the best interest of the economy. Uh-huh. Uh, TJ, or, or good morning, Nick and TJ. With TJ's hardline stance about one class, no extra rewards for kids playing, he sounds like he is being a drain instead of a fountain. Uh, maybe, 
Oh, wow, Nick, you're such a drain. Nick Mingione wishes they gave out last place awards in the SEC. <laughs> it's June, and I'm already tired about hearing around Reed Shepard. It's going to be a long summer. TJ, uh, uh, I, I just I, I threw that out there uh, on Twitter yesterday, but Reed Shepard highlights had twice as many shares on Facebook as Devin Booker triple double in the Eastern Conference final highlights. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. That really is nuts. And uh, Texer, I agree with you. I'm already sick of it. It's not just going to be a long, long summer. It's going to be a long, long recruitment. I mean, it's going to be. And Reed Shepard can make it as like nauseating as he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he could take it down to to May if he wanted to um, of 2023. So it, I agree with you, but I think we both just need to have the understanding. We need to get used to it. Oh yeah. And uh, I enjoy the clicks, folks. I enjoy the clicks. No offense to the panic, but it seems to me I'm not hearing much on anyone in 23, and staff is already focusing on 22, uh, or is heavily focusing on 22. Everyone just breathe. That actually yeah. is a good point. Most of that the recruiting stuff has been on 22, especially because you're bringing in two new staffers. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it should be, because it could be a monster class, and – with the way Kentucky generally recruits, especially with recruiting with Orlando and Tigua on staff, you'll worry about 2023 when you're done with 2022. And if it's anything like before, you'll be okay. Like, it's not like you're going to be too far behind with some dudes because you put too much of an emphasis on another class. One last thing before we end the show, Justin, have you noticed that like ever since Roush has gotten a new boss, he's been big click Nick all of a sudden? I assumed he was always big click, Nick. No, he didn't used to be it. Like, he used to just, you know, care about getting good quality content out there. If people caught on to it, great. If not, then it's their fault they're missing out. Now it's all about big click, Nick. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not hating. Whatever pays the bills. I'm all for it, too. It's just, a, it's a, like, I feel like we're going to see you wearing cowboy hat. You're all business all of a sudden. I'm, uh, I'm selling out. Selling That's out. Got to do what you got to do. You got a, you got a kid now. Selling out for the Duke boy. Yeah. Everybody have a good day. Thanks for the text and the show. Roush, you're gone for a little bit, right? I am. I am. Uh, don't have too much fun without me. All right. If anybody wants to host the show, you just uh, let me know. We're doing open auditions for the next three days. You'll be back Monday? Yes. I'll be back Monday. All right. Good deal. We will see you then. Have a fun vacation. Be safe. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin oh. Kalen. Who's your dingus and myself tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. on Big Exports Radio.